0: This is Right from the Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question,
1: Why am I doing this? (laughs) As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you. Bringing interviews, inspiration, and information to encourage, refresh, and equip you to embrace the deep, to find your truest story, your truest message in the deep places. You can get the episode show notes, lots more information and encouragement,
0: and your free audio download, Five Crucial Ways to Safeguard Your Writer's Heart, at
1: writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, are you wondering what's going on with the Write from the Deep team? Well, here you go. Aaron and I will be at the Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference from April 12th to the 16th, 2019. We're going to be teaching a continuing track on self-editing. You can get all the details and more at m o u n t hermo So Hope to see you there. Yeah, we love Mount Hermon.
0: It's wonderful. So the next thing, we are doing a Patreon pledge drive this month in February. And our goal with this pledge drive is to double the number of patrons we have. So we hope you'll consider becoming a patron. For those of you who don't know, we have a page on Patreon dot com slash write from the deep. Patreon is a platform that makes it easy for creators to get paid. It can take us 10 to 20 hours of our time per episode. And so that's time we don't have for writing or editing or other activities that we need to do to help provide income for our families. So having your support, it makes a big difference and it makes our time on the podcast possible. So for this pledge drive, one of the things
1: we done is to add two new tiers for patrons. Our first tier is $10 a month, for which you will receive one of our most requested talks in the form of a Going Deeper workshop, and that's the Overcoming Damaging Self-Talk. And boy, do writers struggle with this. Right. This new interactive workshop has been expanded to 16 segments, which guide you in identifying damaging self-talk and the ways that you sabotage yourself often without even realizing it. Right. And so the second new tier gives patrons personalized access.
0: Everyone in this tier gets to ask Karen and me up to five questions a month, which we'll answer then on an MP3 custom designed for you. You guys basically get to develop a personalized MP3 resource library for your writing journey. It's just for you. No one is going to hear your questions or your answers.
1: So, you can ask us whatever you want, whether it's about craft or career or something special. Like Aaron said, no one will read your questions, but Aaron and me, and no one will hear the answers but you. The cost for this personalized access tier is just thirty dollars a month. But here's the thing: there are only five of these slots available, and the time to grab them is now.
0: and of course, we still have our other tiers. Go to patreon p a t r e o n. Patreon.com slash right from the deep to get the details. And if you guys have benefited from the podcast and think others would too, please share about our pledge drive this month. Help us and help yourselves. Thanks, you guys. We really appreciate you. And now here's Here's the the show. Hey there, we are so glad that you guys are joining us here in the deep. So Karen and I were in Washington together recently, you guys have heard about that, and we drove around to a lot of remote places to take photos. And when I say remote, I mean remote, (laughs) And we ended up using the GPS, obviously, fairly often. And as a result, guys, we ended up lost fairly often. Very lost.
1: Really lost. (laughs) Lost, lost, lost. Exactly.
0: And as we were driving around in circles one day, we wondered why we should submit to the authority of the GPS, especially when it had proven itself to be unreliable. Exactly. (laughs) So as we were talking about that, we realized you know there are lessons here for us, not just as we're driving or looking for some place, but there are are some lessons in the writing journey?
1: So lesson number one, on one of the many misadventures where GPS (laughs) led us astray, I got pretty frustrated. I was the one driving and I felt like I was going in circles and circles and circles. And I knew that where we wanted to be was there somewhere, but we couldn't find it. And so I was getting frustrated. So I had to pull to the side of the road and take a moment to just breathe and as i did so i realized that really it was okay if we weren't where we expected to be or even where we wanted to be we weren't under any time constraints right. we had all day and and god reminded me of a lesson he taught me a long time ago that detours are the journey hmm sometimes getting lost, that can be the best part of the trip. There are things you can see and experience in the midst of detours that are real gifts. So if you just keep your eyes and your heart open to what it is that God has for you. You
0: know, it's the same with our writing journey. It is
1: okay
0: if you're not where you think you should be. Let me say it again. It's okay. In those times when you feel lost, like you're on the wrong path, God knows where you need to be. Remember that. And he will ensure that you are where you need to be or, where, or that you'll get there. When you feel like you're just hopelessly wandering, confused, lost, guys, take a minute, breathe, and ask God, is this your doing? And he'll let you know if it is. And if it isn't, he'll
1: get you back on the path that you need to be on. Bottom line, with God in charge, you'll always find your way. It's just not always by the route you expect, and it's not always as easy as you think it will be. In fact, it's seldom as easy (laughs) as you think it will be. So don't worry about finding your way to where you think you're supposed to be. God's destinations are far better than anything we can think of. He's the one who's guiding you. Trust him. Lesson two. Let's
0: call this one the Edmunds Marsh lesson. (laughs) My job was getting us there, navigating us to Edmonds Marsh, where we were hoping that we would find some cool new birds we hadn't seen and some ducks and migrating geese and all this stuff. And you know, when you think marsh, you think it's going to be in some barren place, right? You are certainly not thinking, hey, gee, I bet that's in the center of town. <laughs> so nice. here I am, I'm focused on the map on my phone, on the GPS, and I'm trying to figure out why it's not pointing us out to the boonies somewhere. And I'm trying to give Karen driving directions at the same time and you know I'm looking up and down and not, I'm just not doing a good job multitasking and we end up you know in some kind of parking lot that had like offices and a shopping and a restaurant <laughs> and Karen's like this is where you led me. <laughs> like
1: that's this where the is GPS not a Marsh led
0: us. <laughs> it's what a parking lot. Clearly not a Marsh. So we had to backtrack and try again and I'm thinking I must have screwed up you know trying to multitask and we were now we're really doing our best listening to these directions, we ended up in the same lot. Okay,
1: A parking lot.
0: (laughs) That's not a marsh, by the way. (laughs) And so by that time, I had looked around just once and I like, you know, I I think I saw like this brown sign somewhere that said something like marsh, but you know, I'm looking at my GPS, so I didn't know for sure. So we're like, okay, let's try one more time because there's going to be some good birds there. It's worth it. We are going to
1: find this marsh. (laughs) That's right.
0: (laughs) So this time, we keep our eyes peeled for that sign. And sure enough, it points out a turn that the GPS had not specifically, you know, pointed out correctly. So we followed the signs. And guess what? We found the marsh. And you know what? It wasn't in the boonies, actually. It really wasn't like I'd assumed. It was tucked between um, this apartment complex and
1: a strip mall. This big giant marsh was tucked in this spot. So sometimes you're better off lifting your head opening your eyes and looking at what's around you. We missed so much because we were looking at the GPS and navigation and trying to figure out where we were. And on your writing journey, you can miss so much. In everyday life, you miss so much if you've got your head down and you're trying to follow this map that should be leading you where you want to be. And we miss the little things, sometimes even the big signs that we need. But we're so busy looking down. The GPS didn't know where that marsh was. But the sign did And once we saw the sign We knew where to go But we missed it Like three <laughs> times yes. So in your writing journey, it's easy to become focused on what everyone says you need to do or how you need to do it, on doing everything the way they say you should. But often the most effective and important thing you can do is take in all the suggestions and counsel and then look up, Mm. look around you, listen to what God is telling you, see what he's showing you and look inside to feel his leading and guidance.
0: You know, one other thing about that marsh, it did not As it turns out, have the birds we'd expected. In fact, it pretty much had none. I remember going, ooh, ooh, that could be a cute kingfisher or something, and I'm trying to take pictures of it, and you know what? It turned out to be (laughs) duct tape (laughs) on a pole holding up some kind of electrical box. (laughs) Yes, but it was duct tape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. So after all we went through to get there, and our hopes were so built up, and we ended up disappointed with the birds. But was it really a waste? No, Not really, because we learned this lesson about keeping our eyes open. And because we had the fun of the trip, it was fun. It's so easy to get caught up in all our preconceived outcomes and expectations. And we just forget to be focused on the journey, focusing on this time that I had to spend with Karen That was the best part, that journey, that fun. And the same is true for writing. If it's all about fulfilling your expectations, which may or may not be reasonable, you are bound to be disappointed. But if it's about enjoying what you do, enjoying what you have, enjoying this writing trip with God, it is bound to be amazing.
1: Lesson number three, don't assume you understand the meaning of what people are saying to you. So what does that mean? Well, on our very first adventure, we drove to the Skagit area of Washington to photograph eagles in the wild. People told us that there are eagles all over, especially this time of year. So we got to the Skagit area and we're following the GPS. And it took us on this back road and it told us to look for a 90 degree turn because there would be a parking lot right in front of us. (laughs) Well, we saw the 90 degree turn there was no parking lot. So we took the 90 degree turn. The only thing that we saw as we took that turn was a bunch of rocks. So we kept driving. But then the GPS showed that we'd gone past the parking lot. So fine. We turned around, went back the other way, no parking lot in sight. We went on that 90 degree turn back the way we'd come. And the GPS was then telling us that we'd gone too far the other way. (laughs) So... We wanted to see those eagles. We turned around again, and this time, instead of taking that 90-degree turn, we just drove straight ahead. And that's when we understood. The GPS's parking lot, and I use that term loosely, (laughs) was a section of flat rocks just large enough to pull our vehicle into. Like maybe the
0: size of your bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. And when we finally did that, when we finally went to what the GPS called a parking lot, we found 32 eagles. We counted them all. They were beautiful. So here's the thing. There are lots of people out there who will help you, who will give you counsel. But as you listen, don't assume that you understand what you're hearing. When things don't seem to make sense, ask questions, ask for clarification. Was that person saying everyone has to write using an outline? Or was he saying he does it and it works best for him? Was the blogger who said the only way to succeed as a writer is to post a blog every day or night? Is that true? Is that really the way to succeed? Or is that just one way? You've got to be careful when you're hearing things. Be discerning. Ask questions. And don't assume that parking lot looks like what you think a parking lot should look like.
1: That's right. Be open. Open your mind as you're being discerning. So lesson four comes right on the heels of that, and it's that timing is everything. On our very first visit to the Eagle area located at the parking lot, we saw one eagle fly by. Well, Aaron saw one eagle fly by. I didn't even see it. I didn't. Those, I saw it, and I was waving up and down and up and down, she and was. Karen was far away. I was too away. busy locking up the van and then climbing over a boulder to get down to where she was, because there was a river there, and there were banks, and there were supposed to be eagles everywhere. Well, that one that flew over us that I didn't even see, that's the only one we saw, and this was the spot that was supposed to give us the best chance of seeing a lot of eagles. So, we were disappointed. So as we turned to leave, a professional photographer, which was evident by his camera, Very big, I, I let myself covet for just a moment. But this pro photographer came by and he recommended that we should go spend a lot of money on a boat tour. He said that there was a boat tour that went on that river, the Skagit River. But no, we decided that wasn't for us. Instead, we just went to other spots in the area and we did. We saw a number of eagles just in the wild. It was amazing. But as we were getting ready to head home, it was a little before sunset, we decided to give the parking lot area another try. So we parked on top of those flat rocks and made our way over the boulders and then just stood there stunned. There were eagles everywhere. Mm -hmm. They were on the banks of the river in the trees around us flying overhead. That's when we counted 32 of them. Feeding and playing, and just simply being and calling majestic. and calling
0: to each and other. So oh, it was amazing. Sometimes, you guys, you're going to try something in your writing career, and it just doesn't turn out the way you thought it would, or you know, even worse, it totally bombs. You might send a great proposal to an editor and it gets rejected or you put out a book and no one seems to notice or like it. But the truth is is that none of that means it was a failure. It may just mean it wasn't the right time for it. So pray about it and ask God if you should, you know, ditch it or maybe just set it on the shelf for another time. Then if God nudges you,
1: you give it a try sometime down the road, then do it. You know, maybe that editor is looking for a book like yours now, years after you tried the first time. I remember when publishers weren't interested at all in YA fiction of any sort, speculative, dystopian, otherwise. YA fiction, quote, was dead, Hmm. unquote. But when I was an agent a few years back, I had this amazing client, Nadine Brandis, who wrote just remarkable YA spec fiction. And I admit, I tried to talk her into positioning her fiction as adult fiction. But she was adamant that this was what God wanted her to write, YA fiction. So, with that certainty on her part, that coupled with the explosion, the recent explosion when we were doing this, of movies based on YA fiction, movies like Hunger Games and Divergence and all of those things. So, you know, I thought maybe, just maybe the time would be right. Well, it was. Thomas Nelson snapped her up in part because she was a terrific writer. But even being a terrific writer several years before wouldn't have mattered because she was writing YA fiction. But now they wanted her. So remember, you can't see more than right now in this moment. God sees everything and every time. You can trust his leading and his timing. One last lesson here, lesson five. You know, because so many of us
0: today are using our phones or our car GPS to tell us where to go. Um, In fact, I just went on a recent road trip and we were using somebody's GPS and she had her phone set to a British guy's voice and it was really cool. (laughs) It's like, turn left. You know, it was fun. We loved hearing it. So here's the thing, though. We're so accustomed to hearing these directions every two minutes. That's become the definition of the normal way of leading or the only way, but it isn't. It's the GPS's way of leading, but we're so used to it now that we get uncomfortable without it. We feel lost without our little constant map, our little blue dot, you know, or without Siri speaking words every few minutes.
1: You know what? God is not obligated to work that way. We have to listen for him in the way that he speaks to us. And that way can be different for everyone. The way he speaks to me may not be the way he speaks to you or that he speaks to Aaron. He wants us to seek him, to seek him out and to get to know his voice, to recognize it as well as sheep recognize the voice of their shepherd. We shouldn't be waiting on God to be spoon fed. Writers often struggle with direction. Am I supposed to write? Am I hearing God right? Did God really ask me to write? Well, when you start having those questions and feeling like God has been silent for too long, go to him, seek the answers from him, ask him to let you know what's true and what direction you need to go yes yeah, seek
0: and wait and listen he does have plans for you jeremiah 29:11 tells us he has plans for you but you read on to verse 13 and it says you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart i take that to mean that we search hard with all our might and that we seek with humility and worship and reverence and a willingness
1: to submit amen so GPS. It's not all bad. It led us sometimes to the places where we needed to go. But what we realized is we should not be submitting to the authority of something that has proven itself to be unreliable. It should be one tool that we use to get to where we need to go. Same thing for us in our writing journeys. You need direction. You need guidance. You need counsel. You need a hand up. All of that is there for you. But all of that is there to be tested by God's word and by submitting it to him. There's one true GPS that will never lead you astray. Even if sometimes it feels like it, you'll find out that the path you're on is exactly where you were supposed to be. That GPS is God telling you, this is the way for you to go. This is what you need to do. That's the only one that you can count on. The only one that will never be unreliable. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today. We hope you found it helpful. And if you know someone else who needs this podcast, please share it. You can find backlist episodes and lots more resources at our website, rightfromthedeep.com. Yep. We'd love to connect with you guys there. So, until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Amen. Amen.